When Ed Cameron opened his eyes, the world slowly fell into focus around him. For some reason, he was lying on a hospital bed. His brother, Duncan, was unconscious in the cot beside him. Surgical tools and machinery surrounded the brothers on all sides. Alarmed, Ed started tugging at the tubes connecting his body to one of the bizarre apparatuses. But as he did, Ed felt a sharp, searing pain. His body was covered in burns. Ed worked as an engineer for the Navy in Philadelphia. The last thing he remembered, he'd leapt off the naval destroyer he'd been stationed on, the rush of cold ocean water encasing his body. Before he could piece together any more of his memories, a neurologist entered the room. The doctor began questioning Ed. Did he have any idea what year it was? When Ed answered 1943, the doctor cocked his head, squinted his eyes, and corrected him. The year was 2137. He showed Ed a map of the United States. Florida was gone. The western and southeastern coasts of America were underwater. It didn't represent the country that Ed served, did it? Ed and Duncan spent several weeks at the hospital in 2137. Then they traveled through time again to the year 1983. When they arrived, the brothers found themselves face to face with U.S. government officials, threatening them to keep quiet. Welcome to Conspiracy Theories, a podcast original. Every Monday and Wednesday, we dig into the complicated stories behind the world's most controversial events and search for the truth. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. And neither of us are conspiracy theorists. But we are open-minded, skeptical, and curious. Don't get us wrong. Sometimes the official version is the truth. But sometimes it's not. You can find episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Conspiracy Theories for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Conspiracy Theories in the search bar. This is our second episode on the Philadelphia Experiment. A 1943 government experiment said to render a Navy ship invisible to the naked eye. Last time, we investigated the claims of Carlos Allende, a.k.a. Carl Allen, who allegedly bore witness to the experiment. We also examined the Navy's strange fascination with author and ufologist Morris K. Jessup. Some believed his book held missing keys to the Philadelphia experiment. Not long after being contacted by the Navy, Jessup committed suicide. Today, we'll analyze the claims of a man who allegedly participated in the Philadelphia Experiment, Al Balick. His accounts have spawned a number of conspiracy theories. We'll cover three of the most popular. Conspiracy theory number one, the Philadelphia Experiment accidentally caused participants to time travel and the government worked to cover up their mistake. Conspiracy theory number two, 
the experiment may have been the catalyst to other government programs and technologies like the Phoenix Project, the Stealth Bomber, and Project MKUltra. And conspiracy theory number three, the Philadelphia experiment successfully rendered a ship invisible in order to infiltrate enemy waters, but accidentally teleported it to Virginia. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 platinum jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 platinum jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. In this ad for the Mobile One brand, I have 30 seconds to remind you about your first time driving. Remember the feeling, the freedom, how the world felt bigger and smaller at the same time? Because you were in the driver's seat. The truth is driving never changed. You did. You got a job, a phone, and then a phone that was also a computer with emails that could find you anywhere, and then you were trapped. But here's the good news. It's never too late to break free. Mobile One, for the love of driving. Visit loveofdriving.us slash radio to learn more. In the 1940s, the United States Navy may have funded a top-secret program that attempted to render the Navy ship, the USS Eldridge, invisible. Allegedly, their experiment went horribly wrong. The flesh of sailors fused to the metal of the ship. Others teleported. Some even time-traveled. The first report of the Philadelphia experiment came in 1955 from a sailor on board a neighboring vessel named Carlos Allende. Then in 1990, some aspects of Allende's story were corroborated by Al Balek. Balek claimed he'd been not just a witness, but a participant in the Philadelphia experiment. Balek and his brother, Duncan, were among the soldiers who were apparently transported to the future. Which brings us to our first conspiracy theory. The Philadelphia experiment accidentally created a portal that caused Al Balik and his brother to time travel, and the government didn't want anyone to know about their error. Most of our evidence for this theory comes from Al Balik's accounts, and after 50 different radio, internet, and television interviews, and 40 different convention conferences, Balik's story remained consistent. Why did Balik wait 50 years to tell his story? Well, apparently, it would have disrupted the space-time continuum. According to Balik, he was born in 1916 under the name Ed Cameron. For the sake of clarity, we'll always refer to him as Balik, no matter what his given name would have been at the time. 
1932, Bailick graduated from Princeton, then earned a second degree at Harvard. During his studies, he met Dr. John von Neumann, a mathematician, physicist, and computer scientist who would later work on the Manhattan Project, developing the atomic bomb. According to Bailick, von Neumann replaced scientist and innovator Nikola Tesla as head of what Allende called the Philadelphia Experiment. Bailick said the program was officially called Project Rainbow. By 1939, Bailick had received his PhD and von Neumann recruited him and his brother Duncan to the Navy. Together, they underwent a mysterious 90-day training program. The specifics of the program are hazy, but Ed graduated the program as a lieutenant. Then, in the 1940s, von Neumann recruited Bailick and Duncan to work on Project Rainbow, a.k.a. the Philadelphia Experiment. During a failed test, Bailick and Duncan jumped off the ship to save themselves. Bailick describes what happened next as being suspended in time, frozen in place. Then everything went black. When Bailick woke up, doctors told him it was the year 2137. He spent the next six weeks under the surveillance of medical professionals, then, Balik inexplicably traveled forward in time again, this time to the year 2749. He spent the next two years of his life in the 28th century. Eventually, Balik worked as a tour guide to familiarize himself with his surroundings. According to his report, a synthetic computer system ran the world in the future. Artificial intelligence controlled human lives. All information was stored in a system similar to what we know as the cloud. People paid for goods and services through the AI and communicated telepathically. Humans had completely lost their autonomy and were running on autopilot. If all the dots don't connect, that's okay. Balak's account is a bit vague. But apparently, no one in the future could recall how or when the AI took over, as if their memories had been erased. After two years in 2749, Balak returned to 2137 and reunited with his brother. Once again, they abruptly and inexplicably time-traveled, this time to the year 1983. When they came to, a group of government officials wiped their memories to ensure that their journey never reached the general public. The officials then sent Balik back to 1927, where he was reborn as Al Balik, no longer Ed Cameron. Unfortunately, Duncan didn't make it to 1927. Balik assumes his brother died along the way. But at the time, he didn't think twice. Without his memories, he forgot he had a brother Duncan entirely. Then, in 1988, Al Balick watched a science fiction movie called The Philadelphia Experiment. The film triggered flashbacks, and Balick started feeling an intense, constant sensation akin to deja vu. Balak saw therapists and psychics to discuss the waves of emotion and memory. Eventually, through past life regression techniques and hypnosis, 
Bailick started to recall the memories that government officials tried to erase. The story we just told. How did the Philadelphia experiment allow Al Bailick, or Ed Cameron, to travel through time? He claims it has something to do with what he called time locks. And allegedly, inventor Nikola Tesla discovered them. Essentially, the idea is that every soul contains a time lock. Think of it as an IP address for a computer, an identifier meant to aid security. The time lock exists to keep humans from slipping into another reality, dimension, or timeline. The high voltage used in the Philadelphia experiment somehow ruptured Bailick's time lock. Nikola Tesla feared that might happen. And to prevent it from happening in the future, Tesla supposedly worked to build something called a zero-time reference generator. According to an article from Gaia Online, the device supposedly locks to the Earth's magnetic fields and acts as a cosmological reference with the electromagnetic fields at the center of the galaxy. In other words, it's a fancy seatbelt for time locks. It keeps them safe and in place. According to Bailick, in 1942, Tesla ended his work on the Philadelphia experiment without finishing the seatbelt and he took his unfinished plans with him. How much of that is true? Well, it's no secret Tesla worked on high-tech innovations for the American government. He advocated for electrically driven ships and tried to sell the U.S. Navy on a vessel called the Teleautomaton. Between 1917 and 1920, Tesla frequently met with Assistant Secretary of the Navy, Franklin Delano Roosevelt which could mean that Tesla was involved in the Philadelphia experiment. Except, in the final years of his life, Tesla lived in the Hotel New Yorker. He could barely afford to make rent. He spent his days roaming Central Park, trying to remedy failed equations in his head and befriending wild pigeons. Maybe. But before that, Tesla worked on projects eerily similar to the Philadelphia experiment. In 1934, Tesla told Time magazine he was developing four inventions which would make war unthinkable, one of which was a death ray, a concentrated beam of particles that traveled at the speed of light. According to Tesla, it would be able to destroy armies, tanks, or even blow airplanes out of the sky. That may be. But there's no evidence to tie Tesla to the Philadelphia experiment, or as Bailey called it, Project Rainbow. In his lifetime, Tesla mostly sunk his fortune into one failed project after another. Today, his most recognizable invention is the Tesla coil. It makes for some interesting lighting effects, but it's nothing compared to the technology required for time travel. At the end of 1942, according to Bailek, the government replaced Tesla with John von Neumann. Maybe he was able to further Tesla's research. And we can't ignore that Tesla died mysteriously in January of 1943 from coronary thrombosis, which is usually associated with high cholesterol diets. Nikola Tesla was known in the hotel for his special vegetarian meals and his love for exercise. 
while it's possible for him to develop the disease, it didn't match his lifestyle. And that doesn't explain what happened after Tesla's death. According to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Alien Property Custodian Office seized all of Tesla's work and belongings after he died. Officials formed the department during World War I to seize the property of their enemies. Tesla's papers were classified as property of the United States government. It's certainly suspicious, but Tesla was only mentioned in Balik's account. No one else, not even Carlos Allende, ever accused him of being involved, which could mean Balik fabricated Tesla's involvement and his own experiences in time travel. While Balik's account is suspicious, there's another chapter to examine before we fully analyze his credibility. So we'll save rating this theory for later. According to Balik, the Philadelphia experiment didn't end with the USS Eldridge. It may have led to other secret programs involving mind control and alien technologies. Coming up, the government gets its hands on a mind-controlling supercomputer. In this ad for the Mobile One brand, I have 30 seconds to remind you about your first time driving. Remember the feeling, the freedom, how the world felt bigger and smaller at the same time? Because you were in the driver's seat. The truth is driving never changed. You did. You got a job, a phone, and then a phone that was also a computer with emails that could find you anywhere, and then you were trapped. But here's the good news. It's never too late to break free. Mobile One, for the love of driving. Visit loveofdriving.us slash radio to learn more. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Now, back to the story. In 1990, Al Balick announced that he participated in the top-secret government project gone wrong, the Philadelphia Experiment, a.k.a. Project Rainbow. Balick claimed the Philadelphia Experiment didn't end in 1943. Instead, Project Rainbow opened the doors for more classified projects on invisibility, time travel, UFOs, and mind control. Which is our second conspiracy theory. Regardless of what it initially did, the Philadelphia Experiment led to other programs like the Phoenix Project, Stealth Bomber Research, and Project MKUltra. According to Al Balick, sometime around 1947, the government resurrected the Philadelphia Experiment as the Phoenix Project. Its headquarters were located in Long Island, New York, at what is now Brookhaven National Laboratories. Today, the lab conducts research in nuclear and particle physics to better understand, quote, matter, energy, space, and time. But in 1947, Balick claimed mathematician John von Neumann used this lab for the Phoenix Project. The goal of the Phoenix Project was to study what had gone wrong with the men aboard the USS Eldridge. 
It took 10 years, but apparently, von Neumann discovered that the technology used in the Philadelphia experiment created some sort of alternate or artificial reality. Balik called it a bottle effect that isolated the ship and all of its crew from their reality. An electromagnetic force field surrounded the ship and made it untouchable, like a toy ship inside a glass bottle, unable to collect the dust of time. Essentially, the sailors on board the USS Eldridge weren't biologically prepared to be suspended in space or time, as Nikola Tesla suggested, due to their time locks. If von Neumann could disconnect humans from their time locks, then maybe the horrors of the Philadelphia experiment could be prevented in future experiments. Maybe the U.S. military could travel between the fabric of space and time, something that would prove useful in war, to say the least. Bailet claimed that in order to disconnect time locks, von Neumann needed to design a computer that could calculate a person's time reference point. Basically, he worked to create something similar to Tesla's unfinished zero-time reference generator. This was in the 1940s, when computers were in their infancy. In 1943, J. Presper Eckert and John Mockley of the University of Pennsylvania were building the very first. So it's hard to imagine von Neumann could simultaneously create a computer capable of time travel and help develop nuclear weapons. Maybe. But a 1946 proposal written by John von Neumann for the Institute for Advanced Study shows that he and his partners were absolutely working on an advanced computer system at the time. The 33-page document indicates that von Neumann planned to build some sort of computer. It's just not clear why or for what purpose. But it alludes to an inordinate amount of required storage space and the need for the machine to interact with a so-called human component. According to Balik, this was the computer that would reprogram time locks. He also said that von Neumann had the help of alien technologies. In July 1947, the United States government took swift action when a UFO crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. The CIA and FBI acknowledged the event, but later claimed it was a downed weather balloon. Still, many believe there's much more to the story. Either way, one of the men the CIA appointed to oversee the UFO investigation was Dr. Vannevar Bush, the director of the Office of Scientific Research and Development under President Truman. Bush often dealt with some of these more unexplainable matters brought to the president. Han Bush's former employee was none other than John von Neumann, which could mean that von Neumann really did have connections to alien technology if it was recovered at Roswell. Some believe that in 1953, the Phoenix Project succeeded in what the Philadelphia experiment hadn't. They turned a Navy ship invisible. The ship disappeared on radar and to the naked eye. The men came back alive and healthy. Which could mean that the Phoenix Project perfected other similar advanced technology like the B-2 stealth plane. In 1988, 
the Air Force unveiled the very first Northrop B-2 stealth bomber. The craft had been developed in absolute secrecy for nearly a decade. While the stealth bomber does not become invisible to the naked eye, it can fly entirely undetected by radar systems. Just as the Philadelphia experiment tried to refract light to make ships invisible, the stealth bomber deflects radio waves. It also conceals its own electromagnetic energy to help it go undetected. And in January of 2020, CNN reported that the B-2's successor is on its way. The B-21 Raider is scheduled to take flight in 2025, but we don't know any more than that. The technology is shrouded in secrecy. Author Preston Nichols, an alleged former employee of the Brookhaven National Laboratories, believes the Philadelphia experiment, the Phoenix Project, and government stealth planes may be connected. In Nichols' book, The Montauk Project, which straddles the line between fiction and nonfiction, he claims that von Neumann took his findings to Congress in 1967. He supposedly told them that he'd found a way to alter the consciousness of man through electromagnetics. His computer could send a person through space and time and also change how they think. It could control their mind. According to Nichols, the concept terrified Congress. As a result, they ordered von Neumann to disband the project and hand over his equipment. During that same time, it's been confirmed that the United States government worked on a project called MKUltra. We covered it on this show previously, but the short version is, MKUltra studied drugs and other technologies that might be able to control the minds of war prisoners. It ran until the 1970s, if not longer. Knowing that the U.S. government was running experiments on mind control, it's possible they only acted like they were scared of von Neumann's research so they could steal it. Except there's one glaring issue with this theory and our first one, Al Balick. Preston Nichols relied heavily on his accounts to write his book. As we mentioned, Balick claimed that he was born in a different body as Navy officer Ed Cameron. Balick's website includes pictures of his supposed previous life as Ed. There are even photographs that are allegedly of the Philadelphia experiment. But they've been debunked. The pictures are actually of a man named Alex Cameron. Alex was real, and he did attend some of the same schools that Balick claimed Ed Cameron had. But Alex was never in the Navy. He wasn't a scientist, and he never participated in any government experiments. You can ask his children. They're alive and have confirmed that Al Balick used their father's likeness to defend his outlandish claims. Balick also only remembered his past lives after he watched the 1984 movie, The Philadelphia Experiment, a film about time travel. Time travel never played a role in any of the previous accounts of The Philadelphia Experiment from Carlos Allende or anyone else. More likely than not, Al Balick watched the film and then concocted a rather elaborate hoax. Which is not to say that he doesn't believe his own lies. His brain could have invented the tale during his hypnosis, but due to the suggestible state, 
it may feel incredibly real. And as for those who believed Balak, well, he was charming and consistent. Sometimes that's all it takes for people to believe. Did Al Balak travel through time? Was he a participant in the Philadelphia experiment? It's highly unlikely. We've confirmed that he made up a sizable portion of his account, and there's no real evidence to support the rest. Which is why, on a scale of 1 to 10, with a 1 meaning least likely and a 10 meaning most, I give our first theory a 2 out of 10. Balak at least did a little research before announcing his false claims to the world, but they're demonstrably false. As for theory two, that the Philadelphia experiment led to further government projects, I'd say it's more likely. Stealth bombers exist, and at one time, so did MKUltra. So the government is interested in undetectable tools of war and has studied mind control. So did the Philadelphia experiment, or a future incarnation of it, perfect time travel? Incredibly unlikely. The brightest scientists today are still puzzled by the possibility. Stephen Hawking believed that humans could one day travel forward through time, though. For those reasons, I'll give our second theory a 3 out of 10. But one unreliable source doesn't mean all accounts of the Philadelphia experiment aren't true. After all, the first claims about the program came out 40 years before Al Balik. Author and ufologist Morris K. Jessup met with the U.S. Navy regarding claims of its existence. Not long after, he was found dead. Coming up, did the Philadelphia experiment actually exist? Hi, I'm Avantika Chilkoti host of The Modi Raj, a new podcast from The Economist. Narendra Modi has watched over a period of rapid growth in India, but he's also the front man for a chauvinistic Hindu nationalism. Now, he's eyeing another term as prime minister. What will it mean for India and the world? I've been trying to get inside his head. Listen now to The Modi Raj from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to the story. Al Balak's account of the Philadelphia experiment might not be true, but that doesn't mean the experiment itself wasn't real. The question becomes, did Balak build his lies on a foundation of truth? Whispers of the Philadelphia experiment began in 1955 when Carlos Allende reached out to ufologist Morris K. Jessup with a fascinating story. That story is the basis for our final conspiracy theory. The Philadelphia experiment successfully rendered the USS Eldridge invisible. The ship then accidentally teleported more than 200 miles away to Norfolk, Virginia. The Philadelphia experiment 
Project Invisibility, a book by William Moore and Charles Berlitz, includes an account of the Englishman named Tony Wells. Wells claimed to know five British sailors who witnessed the USS Eldridge's sudden appearance in Norfolk, Virginia. The men allegedly saw a cloud form on the water. Then the naval destroyer miraculously materialized. The ship stayed for about 10 minutes, then vanished into thin air again. Naval security and shore patrol arrived later to investigate. Apparently, the sailors were meant to return to England soon. To avoid delaying their departure, they kept quiet about, quote, whatever sort of projection or camouflage the Yanks were up to. As far as we can tell, this is the only account of the ship's appearance in Norfolk. But the thing is, if a ship did miraculously appear in the Norfolk shipyard, it would have displaced nearly 1,500 tons of water, and it would have created enormous waves. So if that did happen, you'd think there'd be more than one report about that spectacle. According to Carlos Allende, the plans for the Philadelphia experiment were only meant to turn the ship invisible. The scientists never intended for it to teleport. That was a side effect. As we covered in part one, Allende claimed the experiment utilized Einstein's unified field theory, an equation that could potentially govern the laws of physics and that would include things like time travel and teleportation. But if the teleportation was an accident, how did the USS Eldridge conveniently end up in another shipyard? Why not on the White House lawn? Why not the rainforest? It's an awfully convenient place to land. While there have been some attempts to explain that, essentially the idea is that if time is like pages in a book and the past, present, and future are already written, the ship can only go to a previous page or future page. The ship was docked in Norfolk, Virginia in the past, so it was sent back to that page in its story. Or it sailed there in a dense fog. If the USS Eldridge took some shortcuts through some inland channels, it could theoretically travel from Philadelphia to Norfolk in about six hours. Admittedly, evidence to support the ship's teleportation is thin. But it's tied to a more plausible theory that the government performed experiments in invisibility. In 1994, French astrophysicist Jacques F. Vallée solicited information on the alleged government program. He received a letter from a former Navy electrician named Edward Dudgeon. Dudgeon could explain all of the strange details surrounding the Philadelphia experiment. In the 1940s, he studied electronics at Iowa State University. Unlike Balick, in 1942, Dudgeon was actually recruited by the Navy. He worked on a ship called the USS Engstrom, which was docked in the Philadelphia shipyard at the same time as the Eldridge. He explained that the invisibility technology on the Eldridge referred to something known as degaussing, the process of neutralizing magnetic fields. His own ship was equipped with similar technology, but degaussing didn't make vessels disappear it made them invisible to magnetized enemy torpedoes. According to the Naval History and Heritage Command, degaussing requires a series of electrical cables attached to the ship. 
An electrical current is then sent through the wires to neutralize the vessel's magnetic field. The technology could be turned on with the flip of a switch to make the vessel indetectable to magnetic mines and torpedoes. As it turned out, Dudgeon outfitted ships with degaussing technology. He knew many of the sailors on neighboring ships. None of them mentioned anything unusual in October 1943, the supposed time of the Philadelphia experiment. He believed Carlos Allende made everything up. Dudgeon also explained the green glow Allende said enveloped the ship. He believed the mysterious aura could be caused by something as simple as an electrical storm or St. Elmo's fire. St. Elmo's fire is a weather phenomenon that can occur during thunderstorms. It causes a fluorescent glow, similar to what you see around a neon light. Dudgeon recalled witnessing the event before. He wrote, quote, I remember coming back from Bermuda with a convoy and all the ships being engulfed in what looked like green fire. Unfortunately, Dudgeon gave Allende too much credit. According to the meteorological website, Wonderground, there was 0% precipitation in Philadelphia on October 28, 1943. In other words, no St. Elmo's fire. Maybe Dudgeon was right. Maybe Allende made it all up. It's been proven that Allende was on board the USS Andrew Furiseth, a neighboring vessel, when he claimed the experiment happened. Sure, but Allende's family admitted he was an attention seeker who often fabricated elaborate stories. Sometimes he even bought into his own lies. But in this case, he didn't. He wrote a letter to one of his family members admitting his stories about the Philadelphia experiment were the craziest pack of lies he ever wrote. Today, the Office of Naval Research maintains that they've never conducted any investigations on invisibility, not in 1943 or at any other time. In 1999, the Philadelphia Inquirer interviewed former sailors of the USS Eldridge at a reunion banquet in Atlantic City, New Jersey. They balked at the ridiculousness of the claims. In fact, the sailors said the USS Eldridge never even docked in the Philadelphia shipyard. According to the ship's old logs, on October 28, 1943, it was docked in Brooklyn. In the end, we're left with two questions. Has the government run top secret naval experiments before? Probably. Was the Philadelphia experiment one of them? I don't think so. That said, I give our final theory a three out of 10. Sounds about right, but we can't forget that Morris K. Jessup died under mysterious circumstances after getting involved with Carlos Allende and the Office of Naval Records. True, but I think it's just circumstantial. Morris's death was a separate tragedy. The origin of the Philadelphia experiment admitted it was a hoax. That's enough for me. But, as we discussed last week, dozens of other sailors came forward after Allende to tell a similar tale. Nonetheless, I agree. We may never get the answers we're looking for. The USS Eldred shipped off to Greece in 1951. In the 1990s, 
it was disassembled and its parts were melted down for cash. Which is maybe fitting. The various stories of the Philadelphia experiment almost work when they're compartmentalized and kept separate. And like the Eldridge, people are still making money off of them. Thanks for tuning in to Conspiracy Theories. We'll be back Monday with an all-new episode. For more information on the Philadelphia Experiment, we found the Philadelphia Experiment Project Invisibility by Charles Berlitz and William Moore, helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other podcast originals free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals, like Conspiracy Theories, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Conspiracy Theories on Spotify, just open the app, tap Browse, and type Conspiracy Theories in the search bar. Until then, remember, the truth isn't always the best story. And the official story isn't always the truth. Conspiracy Theories was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Conspiracy Theories was written by Lori Gottlieb, with writing assistance by Kate Gallagher, and stars Molly Brandenburg and Carter Roy. (laughs) 